Let me tell you about my hometown, Esteli, Nicaragua. The city of Esteli is a world full of colors that match the spirit of my people. The walls of Esteli are brightly painted with colorful graffiti, and the humble homes are close together like our tight-knit community. This was captured by Doug Diaz and Soul Culture Studios, and now is display on this beautiful vase. Nica Rustica brand featured El Brujito, the official symbol of the city of Esteli. El Brujito is a petroglyph that was found in a rock over 6,000 years ago, and it is a symbol of pride for every Esteliano. Nica Rustica Dove is a unique, unpolished Habano experience, and we are super excited for you to try it. Nica Rustica Dove, from our house to yours. Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Rass and Randy Griggs. And the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. We've got a new co-host. <laughs> Eric, you've been promoted. Yeah, baby. Master I'm Sensei the with bench. the promotion. I'm coming off the bench, Robbie. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no Randy Griggs tonight. Randy is uh, on assignment, uh, on location. Uh, frankly, I have no idea where Randy is. Um, but uh, he's not here. I know that much. So... Uh, so uh, Eric is going to fill in. We get the yes. one of the best uh, u- utility guys in the business. Mm. Uh, you know, you can't win a championship without a good utility guy. Is there? That's true. It, like that's that's a baseball thing. Like you have a guy who plays. He'll play second, mm-hmm. short, third. Maybe fill in in the outfield if you need to. Is there a, a guy like that on a hockey team? I don't know enough about hockey not, to know that. Not really. No. Um, there's not exactly the same. Speaking kind of, of championships, we won one recently. Yes. Denver keeps on winning we, championships. We just can't stop winning, Rob. Football. Who, who won? Oh, Hockey. basketball. Yeah. The Nuggets. Basketball. We'll never win the baseball one. That's okay. <laughs> we we don't associate with them. <laughs> yeah, like it's like uh it's like um we're the only town, Rob, in that's in the last ten years has has won football. Uh, hockey mm. and basketball. Now I'm not a big basketball guy, Rob, but I have to say I what I what I am, Rob, is I am a homer. I am. Yeah, I of I, course. I actually I actually got into basketball. Now some people really? would say, yeah, this year because of the Nuggets, yeah, and Nikola Jokic, like he's fun to watch. Like he's a he's a unicorn. Jokic, he's, he's a he's a different cat. Like he just doesn't really care that much. He just wants to win, and he was fun to watch. Now here's the thing, Robin. I want to get your opinion on this because I've I've gotten into some debates about this. People would say, "Oh, you're a bandwagon fan." 
Well, you know, here's the thing. You want bandwagon fans, Rob. I would think, like, if that's a good sign, I would think that having bandwagon fans, A, that's a good sign. That must mean you're you're doing good, right? Right. And I would say, here's here's my, I'm going to throw this out and I'm going to let you dissect it, Rob. And you're going to tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. There's, there's bandwagon fans, and I, I'll go ahead and admit that maybe I am kind of a bandwagon fan because I don't like basketball, but then as the Nuggets are doing good, I kind of jumped on the bandwagon, and I watched, and I was part of it. I'm going to propose to you, Robbie, that there's two types of bandwagon fans. There's a good type, and there's a bad type. Now, here's here's the good type, and you, you, know, you, can, just, you can tell me how, if I'm wrong on all this. The good type is just like, hey... This team's doing good. I like them. They're interesting. I want to watch. And that's good for everybody because there's now there's more fans. Like now all of a sudden I'm interested. That's a good thing. The bad bandwagon fan is the bandwagon fan who acts as if he's been a fan all along. Now, I don't claim to be a fan all along. I just am a fan because, hey, they're my home team. They won. So I think that's a that's a good thing. Like you want that. You want like more people interested in your sport. As long right? as you're aware of what you're doing, it's okay, right? Like you're right. I'm I'm not I, in basketball, mean, but uh, just be, so be authentic is yeah. is really the thing. Like just be <laughs> just be authentic. Like for me, right. I'm I'm a bandwagon basketball fan. When the Warriors are playing well, I watch the playoff series again. And who did we play against? Oh, I watched the first series against the Kings because that's all California series. I used to be a Kings fan when I was in college because I was in Sacramento, and they were really good. My roommates were big Kings fans. Um, but you know, since I've moved back back to the Bay Area in the last you know twenty five years, I don't watch a lot of basketball. But right, uh, you know, I support the team when they're winning. But I don't claim to be you know. Ultimately, the the team wants the they want a bandwagon because a like you said that means they're winning, and b they're selling more merch, they're selling more tickets, they're selling exactly. more hot dogs. Exactly. So more eyes, more eyes. Exactly. Eyeballs. More eyes is good. Absolutely. Speaking Absolutely. of more eyes, and also you should not like bandwagon onto like another state or something like. Well, now, now wait. I think there's some. Like I we're, was, we're going down the, a whole weird road somebody, here. But like, we're not even here to talk about this. Like now that's now they're your team. Like, I feel like there's a there's another level for the bandwagon. Like, Speaking of I, more eyes, yeah. Rob, look yeah. at our studio audience tonight. It's jam packed. It's jam packed. We've got Scotty. We've got Connor. We've got Maddie over there working on the drinks that we're about to drink. And then Dominic is in the house tonight. Dominic, how you doing, my man? There we go. We got a huge audience. For you, Rob. It's for you. Just for you. It's, it's all, all for me. That's standing room only back there, baby. I oh, like that. It is. it is actually. Jam-packed. How do you cut one of these things, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good question. It's a good question as uh, we Jordan brings us back to our topic at hand here. We oh are uh, smoking. Uh, we're, we're trying to conquer the 60 ring. Oh, you did go with the Immenso. Okay, I we'll did. get into this in a second. Yeah, yeah, but we're, yeah. we're, 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 uh, we're smoking the larger ring gauge cigars uh this week uh 60 and up uh looks like eric you've got a 70 there yeah, and it's funny so I'm, I'm getting ready to uh to cut my cigar and i, I pull out this this is my favorite cutter i, yeah. I absolutely love this xo i think it's mm. called the xo right yeah uh, from uh from zycar it's boom like to me this is like the perfect freaking cutter uh, this is the one i use i've got two actually i've got another one right here so these two are my favorites i use these all the time uh but i think this is it's like this cuts up to like a 65 ring gauge, I think. Uh, I may be speaking out of turn, but 
um, that you can run into that issue when you're smoking a 70 like you are, Eric. Uh, I I stuck with the um, actually I kind of went with OG. Let's just go through and talk about the cigars that we're smoking. So I went with the Nub Dub Maduro from that is OG. Uh, Studio Tabac. Uh, I don't know if they still call it Studio Tabac. I thought it was Tabac. Uh, Tabac, Tabac, whatever. Um, and uh, it's Oliva. But no, um, I, yeah, I think they still have it around. Like, but the, there's. I don't know if they even make these cigars they don't acknowledge anymore. Acknowledge it anymore. Like, yeah, who, yeah, do, who do they bring? <laughs> they don't acknowledge it anymore. <laughs> it's, like, it's like their favorite son. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, but uh, yeah, this to me, like, and we'll get into this a little bit more, but this to me is like the quintessential 60 ring gauge cigar. This has been in my humidor for a hot minute. Like this has probably got eight or nine years on it. Um, it did have a split in the cap. So I brought a backup, Eric, just mm. in case. Okay. Uh, I've got a, a feral flying pig. Okay. Which I think this is oh, you cheated. Also, no, that's good. also pretty, this is also pretty OG. Uh, I think this might even be original release. Um, so that's got a good 10 years on it, just about. Uh, just in case, but so far the nub is smoking all right, and you are firing up. Which uh, nub that is it? Freaking uh, the nub double Maduro. I said that already. Nub, oh, sorry. Dub. Double Maduro. Double Maduro. Nub and dub. to me, like yeah, this was this was what started sixty ring gauge, at least in my world. So uh, you're. So what are you going with, Eric? I am going with the relatively new um, Perdomo Immenso. Now this is actually old, but then just re-released. Um, this is a I, they call this a robust a robusto, but it's a five by seventy, and it is. I mean, just holding this thing is ridiculous. I mean, it's I can't get the focus, but it doesn't matter. It's ginormous. Now it's all. This is a uh, Nicaraguan puro. This is the sun grown version of it, and um, I, you know, straight off the straight off the get go, I guess we should just say it like it is, Rob. This this is not my jam. I mean, um, big green gauge is, is not my jam uh, in general, but th- there's no getting around these, Robbie. This this is a this is a class of cigars that just is not going away because they sell a buttload of big green gauge cigars, Rob. These appeal to people. Yeah, I mean, you and I were both kind of around, and I think a lot of the people probably watching the show or tuning in were around when sixty ring gauges kind of started to become a thing. Like this was. I don't know, maybe 2013, 2014-ish, maybe even a little bit earlier than that. But um, <clears throat> it started out, and everybody's kind of, oh, it's a fad, they'll go away. And it, it felt that way at the beginning because they all had you know silly names, and, um, and those cigars do still exist. But uh, to me, it was, like I said, it was this, the, Nub, the Nub series from Oliva that, uh, that really kind of normalized uh, a 60 ring gauge for me. This is a 60, a 4 by 60 so this is a, just kind of a, uh, it's still like an hour and a half smoke for me, but I smoke pretty slow. But to me, that was that was the one that really normalized it. And I feel like from as part of cigar media, which we've both been you know forever, we've been talking about it for oh, it's just a fad. It's going to go away. It's you know nobody's really no who really buys these things. And there's there's another conversation to be had about you know what attracts people to these. Um, I have my opinions. We can get into that a little bit later. But uh, yeah, they're they're not going anywhere. It's it is a standard size now. Um, I think you see most, there's a lot of companies that just don't do them, but I think that number keeps getting smaller and smaller every year. 
Let's go around the room real quick. Um, Jordan, what have you chosen tonight? Uh, I'm, I can see from here. So, well, I'm looking. I'm looking over across the studio, cow. and yours just looks ridiculous. Mine is insane. So you, so Robbie's, I think, is a sixty gauge. Yours is a seventy gauge. Mine's an eighty gauge. <laughs> oh, so boy. JFR Lunatic Maduro uh, from Agnor Salif. This is the El Grande size, uh, and you know the the one nice thing I'll say about this is what is they. They put like a bellicoso head on it, so uh, I wish I could get it to focus. But um, because of the, it was still kind of hard to cut. But you know, like it would be impossible to cut eighty ring gauge like this if it was just a regular parejo. Uh, so you know, it's a little not as extreme, like you know, puffing on and and cutting. Um, but it's still this is a chunk. This is a I think it's a five and five and a half by eighty. Now we've got everybody in the studio doing big ring gauges tonight. Let's start with Scotty. Uh, Scotty, what did you go with tonight? I think out of the group, I'm staying about the most modest. I am smoking the Undercrown Shade in the Gordito 6x60. All right. Nice. Um, Connor, now I'm going to let you speak for the other three guys because you guys are all smoking the exact same thing, Dominic and Matt and yourself. What did you guys go with tonight? We're not as modest. We went for the La Gloria Cubana Serie R Maduro. And that thing is like a seven by seven seven seventy seven by seventy. So Whew. we got some we got some big some big ring gauges going down tonight, Rob. It's like we all lost a bet. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Randy like put this all together and not, he's not yeah. here? It's he's it's the same. It's, see, this is right up there with the freaking cucumber uh, the cucumber <laughs> drink uh, episode. Uh, right up there. At least he, he showed up for that one, but drank something else. What a jerk. Um, so let's, uh, we'll go ahead and talk about our pairings here real yes. quick. Um, so it's also a bearing the lead here a little bit. It's national bourbon day, right? So, but you know, like today is like every day I feel like is national bourbon day. Right. Yeah. So, um, but we decided to lean into the, uh, to the bourbon aspect of things. And I think we're all drinking something bourbon based. Um, yes. I know I, I've. You can tell by the uh, the glassware here. What a glass. I decided to go with the uh, mint julep. Mm. Uh, very. Ba- I just stuck with the basic recipe. Great pick. Uh, a quarter, a little more than a quarter ounce of simple syrup. Uh, eight or nine mint leaves. You muddle that in there at the bottom of the glass, um, and then uh, two ounces. I'm uh, drinking Woodford Reserve, which feels about. Right, it's kind of like the national bourbon mm, for yeah. uh, the mint julep, you know. I think that is and what they use, so, right, at, at the Derby. Yep. Yeah. It's well, they're like the lead, they're like the head sponsor of the whole damn thing. So, yeah. uh, they got a lot of money tied into that. <clears throat> um, so that's what I went with. And uh, you, you top it off. I did a couple dashes of bitters in there as well. Um, yeah. Not everybody uses bitters. Jordan and I are a firm believer that you should put bitters in everything, and uh, crushed ice and a little garnish of uh of the top of the mint sprig what do you guys got going on so we're not really that far off from you i'm gonna let jordan describe this we're all drinking the same drink and this is uh jordan's recipe so jordan why don't you uh fill folks in on what we decided to pair uh with our big ring gauge cigars so I'm, I'm a big whiskey sour guy um i've made a few variants of the drink uh in and all these i'm always egg whites by the way uh flip style you know you're shaking the shaking the out of the drink when you make this thing uh very <laughs> get nice that nice frothy nice. you know uh texture to it uh so this variant uh is i replace a quarter of the simple syrup with a habanero simple syrup uh randy Ooh. had brought over a habanero simple syrup for some of the barbecue that he was doing a couple years ago 
and I decided to incorporate that. And it, it, I think it has a nice complexity to it. Um, the drink, you know, the it drink's great by itself, but it can be like a little bit monotonous with the citrus sometimes. So I think that just like adding a touch of that spice brings a little more complexity into it. Um, so we get the we get the habanero simple syrup, uh, and then we go orange bitters, and then uh, uh, a mint uh, garnish on it. On and so nice. that is the drink. Now I gotta say right off the top, the the drink is fantastic. It is absolutely delicious. Loving this drink, Robbie. It coming into the show, large ring gauge cigar. Did the fact that you were going to be smoking a large ring gauge cigar play into the your choice for a drink, or was it just like, hey, uh, this is gonna go good with a cigar regardless of its ring gauge? Uh, it wasn't really the ring gauge that played into, well, I guess the ring gauge played into the cigar that I picked, which played into the uh, the drink that I chose. So as I said, Nub Dub, again, I've got this focus figured out, so I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah, you're good. Um, but uh, this, to me, I remember this cigar just tasting like a chocolate bar, mm. just chocolate on chocolate on chocolate. And uh, I was feeling um, a little bit, uh, you know, maybe a junior mint, maybe a peppermint patty type situation. Uh, chocolate, peppermint, and a little bit of uh, bourbon on the side sounds pretty dang good to me. Uh, so that was the impetus behind mine. Um, I'm glad to see that your uh, your a whiskey sour looks nothing like the whiskey sour that Randy had last week. It's <laughs> <laughs> abomination. That Let's thing a, just Jordan. See yeah. if we can oh, get. Uh, can I get? Uh, it's got to cover your face. It's got. Uh, there it is. Mm -hmm. There we go. That's the way. That's the way it should look, right there. That's beautiful. Let's use lemon and not lime. That Gotta is a, lemon. Yeah, that is a big. <laughs> that's one big, of the biggies. Big, big difference. And then, big oh, difference. we didn't talk about we did uh, Old Forester 100 as the bourbon. Yeah, which ah, nice. you know, like we've been on this big kick. No, no weak bourbons in our cocktails anymore. Hundred, hundred and up. Hundred. I feel no, like you yeah. shouldn't have below hundred in your cocktail unless you're like doing two bourbons, mixing them up. I think I think the ABV. Uh, I think the this is ninety. No, uh, yeah, so I'm kidding. I'm a little low. Uh, this is I'll be. Uh, this is like our this is like our well bourbon uh, in our. Uh, I, I guess you drink too much if you have a well bourbon at your house. But uh, this is our this is our like you'd probably say that Old Forester 100 is probably your kind of well bourbon. Oh, yeah. You always yeah, have exactly. you always have a handle on on hand. So that's that's the go to. We've. Uh, we used to do um, Maker's Mark all the time, and uh, when we go, whenever we go to Costco, we kind of decide if we need to re-up and buy like the big Costco bottle, you know. Mm -hmm. And they had uh, Woodford the last few times. It's only a couple dollars more, and I think it's a vastly superior uh, whiskey in my estimation. So uh, that's what we've been going with. Uh, so far, so good. This uh, I, I'm gonna. I will have to sneak away maybe when uh, Randy does his read to. Uh, I don't. I don't have any. Uh, I don't have bar service. I'm mm -hmm. not in the VIP section this week, so I don't. I don't have oh. bar service. I gotta go. I gotta go refill my own drink. But uh, I'll do that when Randy does his read here in a little bit. But uh, so far, so good. I mean, it's a yeah. delicious drink. Um, I mean, you can't beat uh, mint julep. You just can't. It's a great drink. In fact, the, these are. I, I would say they're in similar veins. I gotta say though, Jordan, with this cocktail that you do, the the egg white really helps cut just the the citrusy flavor because that can kind of be a little overwhelming uh, in this right. particular drink. 
But the egg white like makes it like a creamy texture and flavor. Changes up the texture. Changes it up. Uh, other than that, it's almost as I mean, you, other than the mint and that, that's like the same drink. Yeah, I think the proportions might be. What was what was the proportions you did on the lemon versus the simple syrup, Robbie? Oh, for me? Yeah. Lemon? What are you talking about? Your mint julep. I didn't. I don't have any lemon. You don't do lemon? No. Uh oh. Uh oh. We've got a controversy already in this show, folks. <laughs> no, this is just this is a, the standard OG recipe. It has lemon in L- it. Lick, liquor.com. No lemon. No. Well. Well, uh, unless I missed a step, I'd so never your, put lemon. What's I'd your citrus component? Citrus in. There isn't one. What? Yeah. Just bourbon, simple syrup, and mint. And mint. Yeah, and it's delicious. Oh, wow. All right. All right. I'm uh, I'm looking well, up I, the I'm looking up the I, liquor. Yeah, I gotta right. look up the I, recipe now. That's what I always did. Uh, let's see. Maybe I missed. Well, a you step. know, there's no lemon in the oh, in his the one he's looking at. So he's definitely right about that. Yeah. The one I do, I think, is based off the Death & Co., one of the Death & Co. recipes. Oh, well, you got all that fancy stuff. So I'm, I'm just, I guess it's a little different. I'm just, Jordan, right. I'm just a simple man. <laughs> trying, to, trying, to, trying to make my way through the universe, man. That's, that's, all, I'm, that's all I'm doing. Um, so let's. I got a question for, yeah. and I want to throw this to everybody. I want to include the studio audience into this as well. Because whenever we talk about big green gauges, mm. everybody says, oh, I hate big ring gauges. Oh, I hate big ring I've maybe met one or two people who are just like, yeah, I smoke big ring gauges all the time. Um, but obviously there's people out there smoking them. What do you think, what's the attraction? Why, mm-hmm. what is it about a 60 ring gauge that you think makes it popular to the consumer? I, I just, I'm, that I'm is not- a great question. I've, I've got gotta some be, ideas. They, a perceived bang for your buck, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think it's correct, but I think it, that's the idea. Well, it's it's correct in the sense that there's more tobacco there, and if you're if you're smoking a sixty ring gauge, six inch cigar, that's going to smoke a lot longer than a Corona. Yeah, I mean you're well, getting yeah. an extra you're getting an extra forty well, minutes worth if you're of smoke comparing time to a Corona. Of course, yeah, but compared or to even, a Toro, or even like, like a, maybe maybe extra fifteen twenty minutes. I. Still, I think it's it's the it's I, that ex- I think the perceived value. But go ahead, Eric. There, no, yeah, I think that's so. We have perceived value. That's that's one factor. I think another factor is there's it's. I don't even I don't exactly know how what I'm about to say, but it's it's a little bit of a, a gimmick <laughs> factor in that you're with your friends, they all pull out a cigar, and then you pull out this just must be better right? this big massive thing and it's kind of funny and 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 then people freak out and they look at it like oh my god look at that thing that's definitely there's something to that i think guys do like i mean you guys you've seen guys at events smoking the woody and that kind of stuff and then and all of that i think there's some fun it's like a fun element yeah, i remember like the first few times going into a humidor and like I didn't know anything what I was seeing, but like I remember like looking at the darkest wrappers, like and the biggest cigars, like those those got to be the craziest ones, right? Like those ones are really dark, probably got a lot of flavor. Re- those ones are really big. There's got to be something, you know. There's more intensity to it or something like that's a more impressive specimen. Now, Scott, right. Scotty, you have a, a unique so perspective. I've got two spots, two right. spots. I'm going to do on this. One is Matt brought up that we're going to do first. And it's that it is the 
one cigar for the night size. Mm-hmm. It's that I want to smoke a cigar. I just want to smoke one. And this one is going to last me for, you know, at least a couple hours. It's going to handle what I want it to do. And I don't have to be lighting multiple cigars. So there's that. Now, on my end, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hit the elephant in the room. It is, I've seen at my events, it's a compensation thing. <laughs> it really is. Elephant I mean, in the room. some of the most machismo men will come into my lounge. What's the biggest, darkest cigar you've got? Mm. And it's it's this weird flex that some guys have oh. that they don't want to smoke these little cigars because they're too girly. Mm. Right. They got to smoke mm. the biggest cigar you've got. So you're you're dealing with like Harley guys and a lot yeah, of that. Yeah, I do a lot of biker events. I do a lot of events at like distilleries, breweries, things like that. So you see a lot of different people, but it's all it's definitely something that has come up more than once where they don't care what it is. They just want the biggest one you've got. Right. Now there's, Rob, there's a perception yeah, there's a perception, sorry, of I think no. of strength yeah. there, right? Like yeah, they, it, you it, probably it's think this, like it's this the, it's this machismo lo- flex. Yeah, well, it's, but it's yeah, kind but, of similar but they also to kind of. Th- oh, sorry. So I was gonna say they all they also probably think that this cigar is really big. It's really dark. It must be really strong. Mm, yeah, right. yeah. And I think there's I think there's a certain amount, and this comes back to and Jordan. Oh, sorry, I'll get to you in a second. This comes back to the uh, the idea of um, of bang for your buck. But I think there's a certain amount of um, naivete to it. Ooh. Where it's you're not really the the seasoned cigar smoker. It's a so those, tell me you don't know a lot about cigars without telling me you don't know a lot about mm. cigars. Now there's there's the, really the picture where you're smoking here. the cigar where you <laughs> like, still have the, the there cedar are some band good on 60 it. Gauge cigars, um, yeah, Tatuaje Grand no, Honu is well, no, an yeah, amazing. No, no, we're not I'm not that. saying that there aren't yeah. good ones. I just think right. that if just trying to dissect like, almost, the mindset. Yeah, absolutely. I think if 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 people that. I can just see it, especially from a guy perspective, like guys being dudes mm. um, that, you know, you want to you you don't necessarily know much about cigars. You don't want to look like you don't know. You want to look like you know what you're doing. You right. look like you can handle yourself. And so you get the biggest cigar that you can. Mm. Well, I was going to say, like, and this is just kind of similar in any hobby that you get into. But like for a beer comparison, like when I didn't know what kind of sours were good, I can remember going to like some pubs and being like just can you just give me the one that's like the most what's like the most sour beer that you have you know like i just want to know what this is all about mm-hmm. yeah I, I can see that well, that gets back to that that yeah. um lack of experience right just let's get going like just give me the biggest one you got and i'll see what it's all about i, I would say there's pro- there's probably one final and i think we've covered these pretty well but there might be one final one rob and scott and that is there are some some really big guys out there, you know, six mm. six foot seven, four hundred pound dude, and that it's like a regular size cigar to that guy, you know. So for him, <laughs> there is some, there is a couple of events I've done, and there's a couple of regulars I have that, that hand to God, they're probably like six seven, bumping four hundred pounds. They're big big men. And I'll see these guys smoking like a Robusto and it looks like they're just smoking this like an acid blondie. They're just it's this tiniest (laughs) little cigar and it looks hilarious where in that case, I do agree with you where a 60 ring would probably actually fit them more normally size wise. Because it, Rob, it actually 
it actually kind of hurts. It <laughs> sort jawbreaker. Of, it sort of hurts my jaw a little bit. It's yeah, I think it's supposed that's to. That's the advantage feel, of this bellicose like sauce. I feel like I'd be more concerned if it didn't hurt your jaw. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, hey. I, I think the, like, with, especially with Jordan, you've got that torpedo. I mean, the thing's 80. So that, that torpedo a tip probably yeah. brings it down to what, like a 60 or a 65? 60, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and to be honest, like, smoking a 60 to me doesn't feel. Um, I I don't know. It doesn't feel like the cigar is just doesn't feel as gigantic as it used to. Because really, just a regular sixty ring gauge. It's pretty common now. I mean, yeah, it's oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not really the big ring gauge anymore. I almost feel like that big ring gauge now starts at like sixty five. So yeah. when I especially yeah. when I pulled when I found this, I'm I'm looking through my humidor, right, trying to find the cigar, and I'm looking for just looking through bags and boxes, looking for anything that just looks gigantic. And this doesn't. This isn't really that much bigger than. Than a, I mean, a fifty-six. Frankly, it's just it's it's a, and that's usually about as big as I as I go. Um, <clears throat> but it was surprising to me to see this and think that wow, this used to feel like this was such a fat cigar, and now right. it doesn't. I like yeah, how just because the way it's changed. <laughs> there's know? like some somewhat of like a mental aspect to it. Like the large, I think the largest size the Bahiki goes up to is like a fifty-eight, and you're like. Oh, this is okay. This is acceptable. This is fine. You know, like it's only it's two two points lower than a sixty, and as long as it's below the sixty, you're like, yeah, this is a respectable cigar. Yeah, it feels, <laughs> feels fine. Yeah. I think we'd be uh, remiss not to bring up, you know, our buddy Tom Lazuka at Asylum because, oh yeah, you know, they sort of made their name, Rob, in the in the industry with these crazy, you know, ring gauges. I'll be uh, interested to see. By the way, if you're um. That brings me to our point. If you're if you're playing along and you've got a pairing, uh, do hashtag pairing and uh, post the cigar and drink that you decided to go with today. But um, I'll be curious to see if Rob in any of these pairings, uh, if we have some asylum uh, ones out there because that's another brand that is almost kind of known just for that. Now they don't make all the things that way anymore, but initially that was kind of like their sort of niche in the market. That was one of my yeah, funnest memories of Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest a couple years back is I didn't want to smoke a bunch of cigars all day. And I'm walking past Tom's, you know, his booth and everything. And I was like, bro, I was like, I need something that I can just smoke one cigar through the entire festival. He's like, oh, I got you. Hands me an 880 Ogre. <laughs> and I'm like, I smoked that thing for probably four hours. Oh, my God. Uh, it just lasted forever. <laughs> That's insane. I was say, you smoked that for a week and a half. <laughs> that's a that's a big old cigar. I'm curious. Can we? And I, Jordan, I should have prepped you for this beforehand. Can we do a poll for the audience to see? Like, do you do you regularly yeah, smoke okay. 50, like large ring gauges? Um, you know, what, should I do maybe, that or should I do like a, like a what's your prefer like sixty? You know, like uh, fifty six to sixty. 52 to 56 like get everybody's the, get the gonna size. everybody's gonna go vote, vote like 46 to 50s so just go winner. do you do just, it yeah i'm just okay. curious do you do it um how do, often? do you smoke the big ring gauges how often i don't know how how we could how we could do that i'm just but, gonna say uh, do you like to, to smoke big ring gauge cigars yes or no yeah fair enough yeah and we'll see uh, how that and, goes and we'll we'll define a big ring gauge as 60 plus i guess that's that's kind of the standard that we're working yeah. with so Curious to see what the audience has to say. Um, a little update on this nub dub. Again, I think this thing's got a good six or seven years on it. Um, it's smoking pretty well, actually. At first, I was a little worried that it was not going to taste very good. 
Um, but uh, the flavor has started to kick in, and it still has that kind of <clears throat> uh, chocolate souffle kind of vibe to it. It's it's a sweet chocolate, but it's a little bit more on the dry side, um, more of a milk chocolate uh, vibe as opposed to the dark chocolate. Uh, definitely getting some uh, some black pepper on the nose too, which um, I don't really remember this cigar having. But to be honest, I haven't smoked this thing in... I haven't smoked a Nub Dub probably since I bought these, which was six or seven years ago. So um, it's uh, it's been a minute. But so far, uh, pretty good flavor um, and uh, burning nicely. How's the... Uh, nub was so... Immenso. The marketing oh. in Nub was so great because remember they had like these these graphics that were like, just it's just a sweet spot. Like it's a short, fat cigar. And they would show like where like cigars burn out, like all this unnecessary stuff before they get to the sweet spot. This cigar, it just starts right in the sweet spot. I do remember that. Yeah, I do remember I, that I, as I, their marketing pitch. I don't, I don't know if that's legit, but no. uh, it's a it's a good <laughs> angle. Uh, and these, I mean, it, it just had a, it had a cool look. Like the yeah. the way that Nub is written on there is just kind of it had kind of a modern vibe to it. Uh, I think they did a they had a Maduro. They had a Cameroon. Cameroon, yeah. I can't. Yeah, Connecticut. Uh, I think they had a, a regular Habano too. Yeah, um, was the guy. What's that? Good old Sam Lucia. Sam Lucia was like the the uh, studio oh, really? back right. guy. Like that's where all that's that right. came from. And they had the what was the other one? Kane was the other cigar that they had. Kane, was, it, was a big uh-huh. one for a while. It was like the stronger like Kane Lajero straight Kane straight Lajero. That was like the strongest mm-hmm. cigar you can get. Yeah, nowadays that'd be probably considered semi it's like medium body. Medium body. <laughs> medium, medium, medium. I, I do think Rob it, that. I haven't smoked a ton of huge ring gauge cigars, but I, I, I'm a little curious that it seems to me like maybe sometimes these companies, you know, dial back um, some of the, the Lajero and stuff because they tend to be a, a little bit more just um, milky smooth, which is nice because if you have a big cigar like this, it could just be it could just knock you out. Now, I'm pretty much used to almost any cigar, so maybe not for me, but I, I'm liking this Cemento. The flavor is great. Like, there's nothing better than uh, Perdomo tobacco, the way they process. And so, like, you're just getting more of that in this, and it's extremely pleasant. And, I mean, other than other than the actual smoking aspect of it where, it, like, it's so big in my mouth that that's a little tricky. But other than that, um, I like it. And I remember, Jordan, well, kind of I liking the one that you're smoking. I remember well, it enjoying Well, kind, of, kind of the same deal with this one is, you know, Aganorsa, they, they're known for their vertical integration. Like, they're the one of the top two growers of premium tobacco in Nicaragua. So, like, you're getting a lot of that, you know, premium tobacco. You're getting more of it. The thing that... I, I want to get into is like with a big ring gauge cigar, it has the potential to be a stronger cigar if they would have just stuffed it with more Lajero, right? But it doesn't seem like they ever do. So it seems like they just keep the same amount of Lajero and and then fill the rest with just filler. Uh, and because of that, you big ring gauges are associated with a milder smoking experience for me. What about you guys? Yeah, I mean, well, the best example that Jordan you brought up already is the Tatawahe Grand Cajona, which I think is the greatest big ring gauge cigar available. That thing's just like Robbie. That's just like a milk milk chocolate bar. Like it's just creamy and smooth. And I remember just loving, absolutely loving that that stick. Well, I was tr- yeah, I was I, trying to get. I into was like looking this for one in the humidor, but aspect uh, of right. But, but I'm no, saying I, that's, I understand. Yeah, I understand no. what you're saying. I think that if the more 
how do I want to say what I'm trying to say without it sounding offensive? <laughs> oh um, my gosh. I mean, if, if you're, these take a lot of filler tobacco. Filler mm-hmm. tobacco is always going to be less expensive. So, I mean, that's the reason that you can put a cigar together like this. that has this much, has so much more tobacco in it and not charge that much more for it because it's, you know, it's lower quality tobacco that you're using as the filler. Lajero gets more expensive, at least it's the way I remember it. Things may have changed, but the more Lajero you put in there, the more expensive the cigar is going to get. Um, and I think that the idea, I really do think that the impetus behind a lot of this, at least with some of these companies, is to make a cigar that's approachable to the masses, uh, which oddly enough means making it really, really big. Um, and if you want it to be approachable to the masses, it has to be at an approachable price point. And the more that you're stuffing right. in Lajero and, you know, um, higher flavor tobaccos in there. And I could be completely wrong. I, I this is I, I don't uh, I, I, I'm not a tobacco procurement. I, I, I don't really work in that area. But and I never did even when I was in the industry. But uh, it just seems to me that uh, if you're going to jam a cigar this big with that much like extra Lajero to make this big you know strength bomb, it's going to end up being pretty damn expensive. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And then there's also so there's there's that going on, but then there's also like the concentration aspect, like with a Corona or a Lonsdale, just with that thinner gauge, you're well, you're getting more wrapper, of course, but you're also like bringing a more concentrated smoke onto your palate. Whereas like with a big ring gauge cigar, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like voluminous, like it doesn't really know, doesn't really concentrate onto your, your tongue. It's just kind of like going where it goes. Now, Jordan, we we did get into a, a big debate for several years about exactly what you're talking about, and some people would say, "Oh no, it's the uh, it's the same ratio of wrapper to filler, no matter how big the ring gauge is, because you're just it's the whole thing is just getting bigger, so it's staying the same ratio." No, well, we proved that wrong. Math says no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've got a whole uh, article I, about this on Dojo, but yeah, like the, I mean, it is what they say, the, the, the thinner the gauge, the ring gauge, the more the wrapper influences the experience. And I think the, the biggest way to prove that is, Rob, if you were to get a cigar thin enough, even smaller than a Lancero, ultimately you would only have a cigar that had a binder and a wrapper only. And so it would have to... You know, there's no way around that math. Like it is, has to be that way. Um, At that point, would would it even be called a binder? Because it's not really binding anything. Yeah, right. It's not binding anything. <laughs> yeah. one, one of the examples we use in in the article Deep is thoughts. like MythBusters did this episode one time. Like, can a lead balloon actually float? And like they they made one like this big, and they couldn't get it to float. And then they made like a ginormous lead balloon like the size of their warehouse, and it could float because that changed the proportions of the outer, the wrapper covering to the volume of the inside. Yeah. Yep. There you now go. We're, we're talking about uh, aerodynamics, thermodynamics, all <laughs> kinds of dynamics. I am not that dynamic, but I will say this. That does remind me of something. Mm. Tonight's episode of Flavor Odyssey, your favorite cigar pairing show, just like every episode since season one, is brought to you by none other than Drew Estate Cigars. 
Drew Estate, make sure that we can take this pairing journey with you each Wednesday as we learn about flavor and pairing with cigars. This show wouldn't be possible without their unwavering support. Drew Estate, the number one premium cigar brand in existence. The makers of Acid, Factory Smokes, Herrera Esteli, Undercrown, and the incomparable Liga Pravada. Drew Estate not only has a cigar for every smoker and every occasion, they bring an energy and style to this community like no brand ever has. Please support everything Drew Estate does by following them on all social media platforms at Drew Estate and ask for them at a brick and mortar shop near you. One brick and mortar that you will always be able to find Drew Estate cigars in is Smokin! Smoke In is responsible for sponsoring all the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey. Don't miss a true cigar experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff and over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick and mortar locations or visit them online at SmokeIn.com. Robbie, if Fantastic. I'm not if I'm not mistaken, that was a thinner ring gauge, Randy. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> just a little, he's a little thinner. Ay 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 man. Um, That's when he cut out beer uh, for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, I, I, good job, Randy. Even though you're not here, you're still here yeah, in spirit, and we appreciate liked, it. Yeah, appreciate it. And there's a lot of. Uh, comments about a Robbie Reed. I think eventually at some point when we know uh, in advance that Randy yeah, isn't going to be here, that. I, I might do one. I I, you know, I'll, I think I might do the one that I presented before the show. Mm. I'll have uh, chat GPT write it for me and <laughs> uh, set up a teleprompter and, and we can, and I'll, and I'll read it. But uh, that's, uh, that's somewhere in the future. Hey, um, uh, real quick. Should we, um, yeah. Let's let's talk about our poll real quick. Um, yeah, let's. let's look Jordan. Oh uh, yeah. All right. On YouTube, do you like to smoke big ring gauge cigars? Twenty three percent of the people said yes. Seventy seven percent said no. YouTube is a little more, you know, uh, connoisseur geared. Uh, Facebook is thirty five percent yes, sixty four. Oh, just changed. Thirty six percent yes, sixty four percent no. What, does that surprise you at all, Robbie? Those numbers, or do you think that's about what you thought it would be? Yeah, that's, that seems about right. Um, yeah. But I, some somebody's lying somewhere <laughs> because like we're selling, it's, people are selling these cigars. Apparently, people are buying them. Oh yeah. Uh, well, our but show I, is very, you know, like I, yeah, the, the, I, I yeah, and I think the, that's one. Yeah, sorry, that's on. one of the things. Sorry, we're we keep saying the same thing and talking over each other. Yeah, but that's one of the things that uh, that. Like I was saying, I think when you get into mm-hmm. um, our audience is, and I've I've said this for a while that I feel like our audience is kind of like the one percent of cigar smokers, and right. we feel like that's that's really that's what the cigar industry looks like as a whole. But I can tell you for a fact that just going out on the road, and this was several years ago, but going out on the road throughout the country and visiting different cigar shops, and uh, when I was working with Mombacho, may they rest, by the way, as you guys oh, saw that, uh, yeah, yeah, they. They uh, shut their doors. I think the, the writing was on the wall, but that's unfortunate. There was a, we had a good couple year run there, 
Just yeah. right after makes, they got the rights to that Mambacho name, <laughs> like two months later. <laughs> yeah, um, there's there was uh, well whatever that's topic for an after dark episode um, on our uh, OnlyFans page. But um, <laughs> what's what's our per, what are our prescribe our prescribers subscription rate looking like on that? I mean, be, yeah, it's fifty bucks a month. I mean, are people really paying? Come on. That? we've got one half of a subscriber. <laughs> After the big ring gauge episode, we're probably going to get a, uh, an influx of uh, yes. if we were ever going to start an OnlyFans page. This is tonight, this tonight. is the episode to start it with. Um, but oh god, I totally forgot what I was saying. Uh, no, but it's I, I feel like well, like I think Scott might be the best person to ask because he is he sells cigars. Like, do you carry a lot of of sixty ring gauge? Do you does that? What's the does joke? it sell? Does it move? Okay, so you're going to have to refresh because I was uh, busy responding to the insult that Matt just threw at me mm. saying, well, yeah, we should ask Scott because he's big. So. <laughs> so, Robbie, please repeat yourself now that I'm listening. Uh, well, I was I was asking, I'm going back to the OnlyFans thing, like, how is your page doing? Is what I was <laughs> you know, not bad, not bad. Big ring gauge cigars are really popular. Uh, no, my question was, it's with the with the the with Trinity Cigar Lounge. How do you do you stock? Do you find yourself stocking a lot? I mean, you're a little bit different because you probably stock for specific events. Um, it's got but, a lot of bikers. Yeah. So do you find yourself moving on yeah. that? And actually, I do have. A, I, I wouldn't say regular, but I do have a fairly common people asking for 60 ring gauge or bigger cigars that are in that. It's a specific audience that usually asks for that end. And honestly, I do not currently carry anything that's 60 ring gauge or larger. Uh, the uh, largest I carry oh, is a 56 ring gauge. That's a respectable size. So uh, we've got... Uh, professional opinion coming in. Eric Espinosa says big ring gauge cigars suck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just coming out. He's just, just hard in the paint right there. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Bring bring probably the sells some of them. <laughs> like you know? that. I like that. Yeah, they got a uh, 601 uh, La Bamba. Uh, oh, yeah. The uh, H-bomb, right? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Uh, there's one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, one of those ones. Uh, that's a big. But they don't. They, yeah, thinking about it, they don't sell too many giant cigars. Yeah, I, I, right? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, every Gordo could theoretically be. I know, but they that. don't. I don't think Espinosa has too many of them. Yeah, yeah. This, this, this kind of reminds really... me of uh, the topic. Thank you for not doing it, Jordan. Randy! <laughs> like, like the, the, the topic before who smoked sixty ring gauges. It was you know Connecticut was the the top selling cigar in the in the world, like or in the country anyway, like. 75% of the cigars sold in the U.S. were Connecticut wrapped cigars or something to that effect. It's I'm, I'm fudging the numbers a little bit. But we would ask all of our friends, and this was before the the kind of uh, Connecticut renaissance that we've had over the last several years, before the, you know, the, the amped up Connecticut's. And so who's buying these cigars? Like somebody has to be smoking them. Who is this who's guy? Who's buying them? Yeah, who's, right. who, who's this guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> Who brought this guy? Um, I mean, it was kind of the same type of argument, and the answer to that was it's you know it's still that older generation of, of smoker that comes in and buys his box of Macanudos every two weeks or three weeks or whatever the case may be, and um, and I, I don't know how that really, I guess I don't really know how this applies here. It's a similar kind of argument, but it just seems like 
the world that we live in as cigar smokers is not truly indicative of the entire market, I guess maybe is the best way to put it. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair that's a fair comment. And and I would say like I got to I got to just be honest here. I'll give you guys an update on my uh, uh, Perdomo Imenso. Uh I'm really actually enjoying this. I mean, um there's just a little bit more of 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 everything that you might like in a sun-grown Perdomo. And that's pretty much what it tastes like except for you know, it, it does it does give off sort of this kind of almost a mellow version of it because of the fact that I think it's just so big and, and maybe because of the air coming through that I'm getting, I don't know. It's going fantastic with this drink. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised. Um, let me go to the studio audience. Uh, boys, uh, what do you think so far of this, of this pairing? Scotty, you had the, the undercrowd shade. How's it going for you? Honestly, I will say, and it's probably unpopular opinion, but for me, I really dig the Undercrown Shade in the Gordito in the 660. I like the flavor. I like how it blends out. And honestly, going with the Whiskey Sour, which I just finished, it was great. The combination is awesome. I really enjoy this pairing. It's going really well. Connor, uh, quickly, what, what do you think about that crazy uh, La Gloria Cubana that you're smoking with the uh, Whiskey Sour? I think I'm not smoking it. Burns so slowly. I feel like I haven't made any progress on this thing. <laughs> Is it good though? <laughs> it's, it's not bad. Yeah, it's it's not. I'm not getting a, a ton of flavor. Have you ever had a cigar that big before? No, no, no. Is right. your first time? It's my guys. It's my first time. First time. <laughs> See, there's the selling point for the OnlyFans page, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's just the marketing just keeps writing itself. Jordan, give us an um, update on that crazy lunatic. Um, it's good. You know, it's just. It's very, it's uncomfortable to smoke and it's very airy. Just, I don't feel like I'm like, because it's not concentrated, like on the palate, it's not, it's, I do, I feel like I'm like constantly puffing on it to get, mm. to get it going, you know, like I need more out of it. Um, but you know, it's fine. It's just like a background cigar. Background cigar. All right. Ooh. There's the update That's... so far, folks. <laughs> we got the polls so up, that... so make sure you vote for uh, who you think paired it best tonight. Uh, I'm smoking the, Perdomo Menso with a whiskey sour. Rob has a very similar drink, a mint julep with his nub double Maduro. So uh, that's what you can vote on right now. Please get your votes in, and uh, we'll get to that at the end of the show. We also got some audience pairings. you want to do those, Rob? Yeah, I, just real quick. I went in while um, Randy was kind enough to uh, tele teleport in to do his read. I went in to make <laughs> uh, mint julep number two here, and nice. I uh, look, at, look at it. got nice... Yeah, frost on the outside of the glass. I love that. It's almost uncomfortable to hold. Um, That's how you do it. But Jordan, I added some lemon juice this time. And oh, you, I oh, did, did. I did just a quarter ounce because I had the drink already made. I just knew I was going to yeah. just throw some ice into it. So I threw a quarter ounce of lemon in there, and it completely ruined the drink. I did. Uh, like 100. percent It's freaking terrible now. No, it's not wow. a terrible drink. Like, that's you do I'm, normally I'm, put lemon in a mint julep, though. Yeah. Like I've that's never that's not had crazy. lemon I mean, in a mint julep. It's, if it, if just it ruined the drink, that that's like saying that you just hate whiskey sours because they're almost the same drink. But I don't want a whiskey sour. I want a mint julep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Fair. So like, you, if, yeah. if I wanted a whiskey sour, I would have had a whiskey sour. All right. Okay. But I, I, so I was taking that as like it's tastes terrible it doesn't taste terrible it just doesn't feel like a mint no julep it's just to you. it's it's yeah it's not a mint julep anymore oh, gotcha, it's, a, gotcha. it's a totally that's different fair. drink that's fair like that's i'm, I'm not criticism. getting that i'm not getting the, the the fresh mint 
that I was. But uh, the initial uh, the initial pairing uh, went really really well on this end. Um, the nub dub, I'm probably. <laughs> I guess I'm still probably only like a third of the way through this thing. Like you, you just can never tell how, I, I think the cigar started right about here, but I don't know. <laughs> it looks uh, like you're but like, it's, <laughs> you know, three quarters of the way through it. Yeah. yeah, it yeah the, the, the burn's got a little raggedy here. Uh, it's starting to unravel on the head cause I did have a, a split in there. that was not, I think that's just due to the way that the cigar was stored, but um, definitely still got some good flavor going. It's got uh, that. I wanted that chocolate souffle vibe, and I'm definitely getting that. Okay. And it is. It's super smooth. Uh, one thing that I remember about the nubs, and it's true with this cigar, is they're they're nicely packed. Like Jordan, you were saying your your cigar felt airy. Like I never felt like the nubs were airy or like underfilled, or you you have to draw too much to get um, right to get to get the burn. Like I always felt like they're. Their ratios of, of filler uh, were always really, really good. Um, well, and, and, and also uh, you got to remember, I've got an 80 gauge. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah it's, 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 it's almost that's like that's 25 percent more. <laughs> that's 25 percent more gauge. <laughs> it's big. All right. Let's find out what our audience is doing tonight. I'm really curious how these how our experts in the uh, YouTube. There we go. The YouTube and Facebook pairings. How did people do, Jordan? What do we got? Well, we got uh, twelve of them. How many guys? How many do you guys want? Six, six or so. Well, all right. Oh man. All right, I can't. I can't like pre-sift them all. I'm just gonna start reading them. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Modis. Mo, Stephen Moses is pairing a lunatic Maduro, same as me. Okay. Uh, with a Kentucky coffee. Uh, mm. I, I don't know what that is. Mm. I needed something to keep me awake long enough to smoke this. Dang thing. It's a good pairing. Thumbs up. Coffee, chocolate, and some vanilla spices on both. That's all I got to say about it. Wait, who's, who is that? Stephen Moses. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. I got to note these down as I go. Actually, I think Stephen's, that's a, actually a pretty good. That's probably, I mean, that's a better sounding pairing for this cigar than what I'm doing, even yes. though I love the drink. Um, all right. Let's see what we got here. That's pretty good. Uh, okay. Randy Harrison's got uh, Asylum 13, 8 by 80. Oh Another my 80. gosh. There we go. Bangers. 8 by 80. She's got it with the Bangers Banquet. banquet. Uh, pick the drink to go with the cigar size. I don't know. Wow. I don't know why. Well, it's, it's a long drink. <clears throat> it's a long drink? Big, okay. Yeah, like it's a big, it's a pretty big drink. All right. Kevin O'Connor so has sense. what we've been talking about, people. Tatuaje Grand Cajonu. He's got it with the Rock Hill Farm single Ooh. barrel bourbon. Oh, Kevin O'Connor's always got some crazy stuff. Uh, the the bourbons, butterscotch, cherry, vanilla, and cinnamon spice flavors paired nicely with this with the pepper, chocolate, and coffee notes of the cigar, keeping that rather large cigar interesting throughout. Nice, Kevin. Uh, we've got uh, Bill Powers has the EPC Inch. That's another one of those famous large gauge cigars. He's got the Inch Natural. Six by sixty-two paired with a neat eagle rare on this flag, uh, flag National Day, bourbon, National Bourbon Day. Uh, pairing pairs working out well with the nuttiness and spice, along with the creamy finish. The bourbon's honey, oak, and cocoa are the amplifying the flavors of the cigar with the long finish. Uh, big punch was used on the on the inch, and okay. a surprisingly good smoke. Enthusiastic double thumbs up. Boom, bam. Uh, okay, it's good. We're, we're bringing Steve Toth in. Steve. Uh, he's, he went with an organic eucalyptus bourbon tea. Interesting. Mm. With the EPC Inch Nicaragua. 
Uh, the cigar has some earthiness to it along with milk chocolate. It has popcorn flavor. Uh, not like a Cracker Jack. Was kind of harsh on the retro with uh, black pepper. Good little burn. Would definitely burn another one. Oh, nice. Yeah, maybe one more. One more? Yeah. Okay. Let's go with uh, Nathan Stewart. Dad and I are pairing the Rocky Patel 60 with the Navigator straight bourbon whiskey finished in Navigator red wine barrels. Lots of sweet flavors and cinnamon with the combo and some earthiness in the finish. Giving it a big thumbs up. What was uh, what was Kevin O'Connor's drink again? What was his drink? Rocky Rock Hill Hill Farms? Farms? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> That is a that is a great pairing. I, I there's That's no question in my mind that Kevin o, in my opinion I'm in my opinion I'm going Kevin O'Connor 100%. He has probably the best ring gauge cigar that's out there and it's National Bourbon stuck Day. With the Bourbon Day. And but I I, I I wrote down four of of all of all the ones you had Jordan that you wrote uh, because four of those at least I thought were really really good. I thought Stephen Moses, I thought Randy's was good. I thought um yeah, there's some good ones. Um, yeah, there was some great ones. But I'm going to go Kevin O'Connor. What are you going to go with, Rob? Same. Kevin O'Connor, that one's tough to beat. That's a really good cigar, and that's a really, really good bourbon uh, that I've only had once. Um, our, our good friend uh, June uh, June Liu brought some yeah. over to my uh, to my house. We had a Christmas party. This was just before COVID. Um, and just before, you know, the three of us got COVID right, right at the beginning when we went out to TPE that year, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We got freaking, something. <laughs> that freaking cab driver. Yeah. Um, anyway, he brought a bottle of that over. I had no idea what it was, and I just cracked it open, and we all we drank through like three quarters of that bottle that night. Um, and that's it's, a really good bourbon. It's so, the Blanton's yeah. mash bill at 100 proof, yeah. a little, high, a little yeah. higher proof. That's a great yeah. bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good stuff. So that's. Uh, to me, easy. But uh, uh, Randy's pairing is really good too. That beggar's banquet, man. Uh, mm. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll stomp for that drink uh, any day of the week. That's really, really good stuff. What would you have gone with, Jordan? I would easy Kevin O'Connor. Wow, Kevin O'Connor was a uh, unanimous straight sweep. Yeah, he's straight sweep. sweep is basically the Nuggets versus the uh, Miami Heat, essentially. Good job, Kevin O'Connor. All right, let's uh, let's give a final thought on. Our pairing, Rob, and I'll go ahead and start, and I'll let let's let you finish tonight, Rob. Um, my, I'm I'm actually going to give this a thumbs up straight out of the get go, Jordan. I'm going to go thumbs up on this pairing. I, I I yeah, this ring gauge is is not my jam, but the flavor of the cigar is phenomenal. The drink is phenomenal. I'm enjoying every little bit of this, other than maybe the uncomfortableness of smoking the cigar. But I have to go with. The flavors, and so I'm, I'm getting some really neat cabinet baking spices out of this cigar, maybe a little bit of, a lot of cinnamon actually, a lot of cinnamon, a lot of, uh, there's a, kind of a nice little um, uh, brown sugary note in this cigar, and then the drink really cuts that nicely because you have the creaminess of that egg mixed in with the, the citrusy of the lemon and then the bourbon, like this is a great pairing in my opinion, even though... I would never smoke this cigar on a regular basis. I still have to go thumbs up. Jordan, what do you think about your lunatic? Uh, it's a tough call. It's a, The cigar is annoying to smoke, but like you were saying, if you're just going by flavors, I do think it's a, it is a thumbs up, um, especially with the habanero variant of the whiskey sour. 
I think that the the habanero spice is actually giving you some synergy uh, flavor hook, if you will, between like the the Nicaraguan spice that you're getting from the cigar. Um, otherwise, the cigar is kind of like mocha, earthy, uh, black pepper kind of notes, but it is that like kind of spice between the two that gives you that flavor hook that it that makes it work. I'll give it a thumbs up. All right, I'm going to go bang, 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 bang with our studio audience. Uh, Dominic, thumbs up, thumbs down on this pairing. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go uh, thumbs up. It was fun. Thumbs up. All right, Connor, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down on the pairing. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Matty? Uh, down. Matt's the, so far the only down guy. Scotty? Thumbs up. Thumbs up on the pairing. Rob, you are up, my friend. It's your time to shine. What would you think? <laughs> so the, the Nub Dub Maduro, it, it's, it's smoked pretty well, man. And I think... There's something to be said for these larger ring gauges, as you were saying, Eric, where there's just it's a smooth flavor profile. There's nothing that's it's not like hitting you in the face. It's a very comfortable flavor. It's uncomfortable to smoke it, um, but uh, the flavor was there. I wanted that. Like I said, that chocolate souffle, kind of a baked chocolate um, yeah. <clears throat> with a little bit of a creamy character to it. There's definitely some creaminess to the cigar, creamy like a, a thicker. It actually does pre- create kind of a thicker smoke, too. Uh, a little bit of a black pepper note. It's not the most, um, at least now, again, this one's a little bit older, but it's not the most nuanced uh, of uh, flavor of cigars. There's some spices in there uh, that kind of come and go, a little cinnamon, those types of things. Um, but for the most part, it's it's chocolate all day long. And uh, pairing that with the mint julep was definitely a thumbs up for me. Uh, I wish that, uh, and I should say I wish, I can definitely get this flavor profile in a smaller ring gauge cigar which uh, I'm much more attracted to, to pair that with a uh, uh, the mint julep. Once I added the lemon, Jordan screwed everything up. So the second, uh, the <laughs> hey. second one's a thumbs down, but the first, the first pairing is definitely a There's thumbs no up. There's no way that uh, lemon makes it a thumbs down. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, I said I put like a quarter ounce of lemon. Really, all I did was just squeeze it. So who knows how much lemon's in there? There could be like an ounce, and I could have more lemon in there than bourbon for all I know. But uh, it's, it's, it's definitely on the tartar side. For sure, but yeah, thumbs up. It was it's a good pairing. It's fun. Um, I just I just wish the the cigar was just a uh, easier to smoke. Yeah. Uh, last question for you, Rob. Um, before we get to the audience vote on who won or lost, um, what occasion? If you had to pick an occasion for a, a big ring gauge cigar like this, uh, when might when might a a big ring gauge cigar like this work for you if you were fishing, playing golf? Like, is there, is there a time that you can think of where, okay, like, you know what, like it might work in this scenario. I wouldn't have said golf, but golf is actually a pretty good one. Um, that actually that, uh, that cigar that, um, uh, I can't remember who's smoking the, uh, the undercrown shade. Scott. Six by 60. Scott, uh, that's a perfect, um, golf cigar. Because it's yeah. it's gonna that's gonna last you at least the front nine depending on how how quickly you golf but you could go back to back on those um, uh, to me I, I remember smoking sixty ring gauges like tailgating at a football game or something like that um, where it's I'm doing other things I want to have a cigar right. I'm not super focused on it uh, I don't have to futz with it too much um, that's right. that's really the timing Fudge. for me. Yeah, like, or if I if if I got people over and I'm I'm working the grill or something, you right. know, I just kind of got it in the background. A good background cigar, like Jordan says. How about I you? Do you have any? Do you think I, of any? Uh, events? I think I think that you nailed it. Like the uh, one nice thing about 
about these big ring gauge cigars is they do seem to just burn well without uh, much mind. And um, in, mm-hmm. in that case, um, you know, grilling, um, tailgating with the fellas or whatever, um, that's what you, what you describe, I think is, is, is a, a pretty good suggestion for, uh, 4th of July party. Yeah. Like you're just like, you're, you're trying to mingle, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't need to like think about it too much. Now, I don't know if I'd go the 70, like I'm doing now, but, uh, with, 60 <laughs> with Rob's, with Rob's 60, I think that's, uh, that would be a pretty good choice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jordan Schultz, we figure out um, how this went down. Uh, let's remind everybody, I had the Amenso with the Whiskey Sour. Rob had the nub, a Double uh, Maduro with a Mint Julep, so very similar drinks. Uh, Rob's cigar was a Maduro, whereas mine is a Sun Grown. Uh, Rob's was a 60, whereas mine's a 70. So they're similar, but there are some differences. How did it come down, Jordan? Oh, wow. Goodness. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's funny. I'm looking in the comments and I'm saying, oh, Rob's getting crushed and uh, and all this. And I'm like, what did I? Rob just got annihilated. Like, what did I do? Um, I don't I don't know why. Wow. I guess like Nub is just like I think I think nub's that's out. I think that's it, Joe. Yeah. I think you just hit it. It's Nub is old school, it's lame, old school. like two thousands. So if you're listening on podcast, uh Rob got sixteen percent of the vote. I got eighty four percent of the vote. It was actually worse than that on YouTube. Um but I think that's it, Rob. Uh maybe Maybe the school, nub man. is just a little too old school for folks, and they—I don't—I don't think the drink was the determining factor. Do you? Pretty similar drinks, right? Yeah, it's—it's got to be the nub. And to me, I, I like I said, going with the—I'm not going to make excuses. I just I, to me, it's <laughs> right. would you say would you say sixty ring gauge? The first thing I think of is nub, but maybe that just makes me old school. Like uh, if if uh, my go-to album is Pearl Jam ten, if that's if people nowadays don't get it, I'm okay with that. So right, um, it's uh, yeah, but it's you know. Yeah, this I, may this I'm, may have been the only one I've ever won, Robbie. So get, you know, give, give but me to a be, little But love. to be fair, I I'll, I would smoke my cigar uh, every day of the week and twice on Sunday before I'd smoke yours, uh, is, whatever that phrase means. So um, yeah, I just got hard spanked. Uh, that's the kind of spanking that you usually have to pay for, guys. Uh, again, check out our OnlyFans page. Uh, um, what's uh, <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving and i was going to say that we got through this whole episode without making too many sophomoric jokes and i think we kind of did i i really just i played the the only fans angle but that was that was really as far yeah. as i went what are you gonna do uh, and i'm actually contractually worse, obligated yeah. to say only fans 10 times and there we go i got <laughs> i got my 10th one in um <laughs> so what's going on on smoke night live this friday ah smoke night live this friday is going to be amazing um it's National Bourbon Day today, so we really wanted to have a bourbon-themed show on Friday night. So we are going to do a show about the top five gateway bourbons. And what we're going to do, uh, with the help of uh, Connor Slump, who's sitting right over there, Thirsty Oak, um, his his YouTube channel. If you're not following Connor, you should. He's got a great YouTube channel. It's called Thirsty Oak. And uh, so follow, please follow that. Uh, it's great. But Connor's going to be here with me. We're going to be talking about gateway bourbons the top five best gateway bourbons. So these are the ones that are accessible that you can get at the liquor store with a fairly low price. And then what we're going to do is we're going to say, if you like this bourbon, here's the next step up from that bourbon in this, this sort of the same, you know, from the same distillery, the same kind of deal. And then we'll take it a step further after that. And we'll say, 
hey, if you like that, here's this unicorn bourbon that you can try to get. So we're going to be going up the ladder from gateway bourbons all the way to bourbons that are the most rare and hard to get. And we'll be doing the top five of each of those. It's going to be an amazing show on Friday. So make sure to tune in, Rob, Friday night on Smoke Night Live. Beautiful. That sounds like a lot of fun. I will tune into that one because uh, not that I need more buying suggestions for uh, for <laughs> yeah. bourbon. Um, my my whole closet has become the uh, the bar overflow. Uh, so we uh, keep adding bottles to that. I actually picked up a couple of bottles. I picked up a bottle of Jack Daniels 10-year. Uh, mm. I found it at Costco, and I was just blown away. That was just freaking delicious, and so I was able to find another one of those, but those are all stuck in the uh, in the overflow, so I, I don't need any more buying suggestions, but I'm definitely going to tune in. Um, next Wednesday, a we're going to continue. Tonight. A week from tonight, we're going to continue on the uh, Cigar Trends um segment here i do not have and i realized this about five minutes ago because randy usually does this uh i don't have uh what next week's uh cigar pairing is so we will let everybody know as soon as we can um i've got them here somewhere but i just gonna get a chance to pull it up because again i'm gonna blame randy even though he's yeah, not let's here do. uh so we will uh we'll have another uh cigar trend for you guys next week um and what i'll do is i'm gonna let everybody know uh probably on monday what uh cigar it is that we're gonna be smoking or type of cigar because we'll probably smoke a different version of that and then uh, i'll let you guys know what the following week is as well because we have the, the rest of the season or the rest of the segment is definitely planned out i just don't have it sitting in front of me unfortunately i dropped the ball it's all right it doesn't matter because you always do those great lives every monday that we all tune in for that's so that's all we need it's going to be a, a lot of fun yeah this whole segment is dedicated to uh, you know uh Cigar trends that are, you know, sort of popular right now. Obviously, tonight was the large ring gauge stuff. Last week, we did like the multi wrapper barber pole stuff. I know one of the episodes. I think this one, I, I could be wrong, but I think it's like Maduro wrapper Connecticut binder. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, you're, you got that swapped, isn't it? Uh, Connecticut shade wrap over a Maduro San Andreas binder, I think. Yeah, and then I think you're right. and then, uh, but but Robbie will do this on Monday, and he'll talk about these. But then we have a really cool one coming up, Rob, that I'm super excited about. Um, maybe Jordan, you can also talk about this as well. Wrappers that are normally grown in one region, but now grown in another region, and these have become mm. really really popular as of late. Uh, you got the Cameroon that's grown in Honduras. You've got broadleaf that's grown in Nicaragua. Like I. Right. Rob, I got to tell you, that's one of the the frontiers of cigars that's left to me. That's when I hear that, it's it grabs my attention. Like when somebody says, "We're growing, you know, um, this type of wrapper, but now we're growing it in this other region," because it, it makes me interested because the 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 soil, the terroir is so different, and I want to see what that tastes like. And that's becoming popular. That's why I think that Rob, this segment is so fun. Yeah, that that particular episode, and thank you guys for knowing my uh, show better than I do. Sorry, right. um, the um, that segment in particular, that show, I think we'll probably do a lot of corollaries with wine because there's mm. that. Uh, I mean, it's, when you think about California wines, where everybody thinks that California cabs are the best and they're they're so great, but that's really only been a thing for like the last thirty years, right? Um, because you know, or forty years, because you know the 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 climates are very similar to. Uh, 
to uh, to Italy and to uh, to France. And uh, anyway, that's a it's a, it's a whole separate topic. But uh, that's definitely definitely interesting. And I think the I do think the next one is the Connecticut over uh, Maduro. But uh, we'll we'll clarify all that yeah. on Monday. Yeah. Um, awesome. This was a good uh, a fun episode, even though I just got absolutely destroyed. Like that was the most lopsided vote I think we've ever. <laughs> wow. Had. I, and I, I don't I, think I can't remember a more lopsided. Uh, no, you know. no, that was that was that was rough. Um, I got to take the uh, victories when I can can get them, right? Because I, I, I normally lose. I don't even agree with it. I mean, like I I, mean, I might have picked you, but like <laughs> by that by eighty four percent, goodness, doesn't seem yeah. I thought fair. I thought it would be a little bit. I thought it'd be a little bit closer, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we'll go with it. I'll redeem myself next week. Yes, um, Eric. Thank you for sitting yeah, in for sure. uh, the. The indisposed Randy Griggs. Uh, Hopefully Randy will be back next week. I think I will be here as well. Um, So everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is a lot of fun. Next time, you guys, we'll we'll work on it. You're going to have to vote a little bit better, but but it's all good. Uh, Everybody have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next Wednesday as Odyssey continues.